bootstrapped in the trenches making moves going all out every day handle business you know that the hustle don't stop got my team let's get it reviewing books and talk stocks steady keep it moving so you gonna want to tune in get low down it's an app get local food on demand delivery right to your home everything in the palm of your hand took hard work and dedication come through join the conversation this is history up in the making we just want to be an inspiration hey let's go Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. The election is over. We've got Matt Ensley, a good buddy, coming on today, who is a national sales manager at a public company, Richie Brother. We'll uh, dive into that with him in a bit. Seems like things have been pretty crazy throughout the pandemic. Uh, Dan, it's RBA on the stock ticker. I, I think we've brought it up before on the morning mashup. Um, Pretty Oy, crazy. What? Oy, Mike, what about RBA? What's the deal that, with this guy? That's where he works there. Oh, okay. So he's a national sales manager. Great guy. I met him through Paul, uh, U of A alumni. And they do like big equipment rentals for like construction sites, stuff like that. So he'll dive into that. Colorado native, played hockey growing up. A lot in common. Good dude. And it's, uh, yeah, everybody. Election happened. It's... I, it seems like the outcome is pretty much solidified, but who knows? It's been pretty crazy seeing all that come out. What a world. Um, our business is humming along. We're grinding our way into Thanksgiving. It's crazy. It's already Thanksgiving time almost. I mean, this pandemic, I feel like, has just been a big blur. And I feel like last Thanksgiving, it seems like an eternity ago, but it also seems like last month. What do you guys yeah, think about that? It's funny. I feel like I have no clue what day or month it is. I just know by like when I walk into CVS, whatever props they're displaying is like what month it is, like Halloween and Thanksgiving. And now like I went to CVS and it's just like all Christmas stuff. And yeah. It's, yeah. Just, um, you know, a mask with Thanksgiving stuff on it now, I'm sure. <laughs> Every day is know. the same. Every day it's feels like one day. Honestly, yeah. Thanksgiving last year feels like a very long time ago to me. Like I'm sitting here trying to remember what I even did. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how long ago it felt like. I mean, I'm with you, man. It's been a uh, pretty crazy stretch. We're going to Arizona. That'll be fun. Our be grandpa's fun. turning 90. Ken Rowland, shout out, even though he's yeah, definitely not yeah. one, but good to, it'll <laughs> be good seeing him. Uh, Corey, it's what are you doing Thanksgiving this year? Um, probably just at home. We're originally going to go out to Arizona for Sarah's birthday, but I guess with COVID in Colorado, all of her friends canceled. So mm. probably just stick around here. Yeah, it's tough right now. Hopefully next year, everyone will be able to start doing trips again. Yeah. My parents are like, get, my parents are getting a, like a house built. So they've been staying at my sister's house for quite some time. So wow. it's like, yeah, there's not even like room for me to stay over or Sarah. Is Erinson going to do her uh, signature dumplings? Doesn't she make like a great dumpling dish for us? Well, she makes like dumplings as like appetizers. She, she oh. Her whole thing is like, they, she makes like a killer appetizer spread, stuffed mushrooms, Swedish mm. meatballs, spinach dip. I dig it. But the top yeah. is like where you're able to dumplings. That's my favorite, where I'm just yeah. able to nibble until I'm in a food coma. Yeah, it's like by the time dinner's served, you're already stuffed. Yeah, it's the best. And, you know, Dan's grinning, shit-eating grin over there with his master's hat on. That starts tomorrow. <laughs> I was waiting for you there. to mention that. Yeah, it starts oh, yeah. tomorrow. 
Wow. You got it's exciting because it's it, yeah, it's the first time ever the Masters is in November. Yeah. Normally it's in April. It's like uh, gonna be yeah, it's like such a different vibe for the golf course. Think about fall versus spring and what the landscape looks like. You know what I mean? Wild. Yeah, that's gonna be nuts. Uh, do you have any favorites? I know you brought up Jand Xander Schaffel. Is that pronouncing right? I mean, dude, it's such a drop in the bucket trying to guess who's gonna win a golf tournament. But, but sports you, betting wise, isn't it the most fun? Because anyone can win, even some guy that's just like a long shot. It's not like horse racing where it's like, oh, that five hundred to one guy is screwed. Do you guys see the video of John Rahm skipping it into the hole? I yeah, did not. Actually I sent that to you. I didn't know if you already saw it, but oh, yeah, dude, I'm like insane. never, I'm like never on Instagram. If you sent that, yeah, to I, said, I, I texted it to you, but that's the most insane shot I've ever seen. You text that to me? I don't even. Know. Yeah, it's like it's like the matters where during the practice week, all the players will try and basically like skip the ball across the water onto the green, and they all like basically skipping the ball like travel and run all the way across the water and go onto the green and they're all nasty at it they all do it and john rom did it and he actually got it in the hole i've never seen anyone do that so maybe wow. that's good maybe that's good omens for john rom who i don't know if he's one two or three right now but he's either the first second or third best golfer in the world i think it be, might be number one so you know he might win even that, like, after it got out of the water, the actual, like, the way it went into the hole was insane. Like, it literally went all the way around the green. It's crazy. I know, man. Wow. So, yeah, I'm obviously pumped to watch the Masters this weekend. And also, Danny is going to be going to Colorado this weekend, and she's always keeping me busy on weekends. We do all this crazy stuff. Not crazy stuff, but we just, like, keep busy. So it's going to be yeah. nice to literally, like, not do anything and sit on the couch all weekend watching Tiger. Danny, watch Danny definitely timed that perfectly, knowing it was the Masters, where it's like, oh, <laughs> time, to, time to get out of here for a couple of days. <laughs> exactly. I like I, that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, can't wait. Yeah, I think it's always when it comes to golf and horses for me, like, I haven't sports bet in a while. I'm more into stocks and our business is playing gambling for us. But I really, like, it's always fun to just throw darts at a board with golf. I'm going to definitely, like, throw a couple hundred bucks, $50 on, like, four different guys. I do that every year for the Masters. It's not even every tournament. It's usually the Masters. I'll do that and... You know, I don't think I've ever hit anything, but I'm feeling like this year I could hit 50 bucks on like a hundred to one shot. That was the only time I ever really won anything on FanDuel and DraftKings. I hit a golf tournament. I didn't hit it, but like I, you know, made some cash. I feel like DraftKings is my favorite for golf. It's funny you bring that up, Corey. That's a good cue because the guy we're having on, Matt Ensley, you always hear about these guys that win these big like jackpots and you're like, this is a fraud. His really good friend from childhood growing up in Colorado is one of the dudes. So he was the guy that won, I think, the first ever million-dollar fan duel. So he's won, like, five or six of these huge tournaments. His close friend from, like, it'd be like Noah's winning it, Corey. Or Dan, yeah. you know, a buddy of yours from growing up, Paul Garris or something. Where you, It's that close where it's like, oh, so this is legit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't believe it, but I was telling you guys a couple of weeks ago, someone like, Closer to me than knows who won't let me say it. I know who it is, and I'm not going to call him out, but I know exactly <laughs> who it is. Based yeah, on pretty, pretty well. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good pretty for cool. him. He's a great kid, too. Do you guys so. look at the <laughs> Masters differently this year, though? Like, do you think people look at the Masters? Like, I don't know. Sports are just different. I, almost, I think as a viewer on television, I mean, they're not going to, what, have the normal crowd in the seats? 
Yeah, but when you're watching golf, I feel like that's been the one sport that it doesn't really make a difference because they're not really showing the crowd on camera. I personally think when you're a fan of a sport or a player and you're honed in on their game, you're just honed in. You're in that. Yeah, I've noticed that even when I've watched the Giants, even though they suck, the brief moments of, oh, this team looks promising. And then I'm completely neglecting the fact that there's no fans. I think there's a time and a place where you're amped up having fans around and being there is a whole nother story. Like for our viewers that are sports fans, I I can tell you right now, hockey, live hockey is unbelievable. Watching hockey on television, if you didn't play it growing up, is very challenging. It's just not, it's not the same. So with the cameras, it's tough to follow, but it it depends. I think... As a fan, if you're a diehard fan of someone or a team, I really don't think it matters in the moment. I agree. So yeah. that's, you know, uh, you guys have any current events or food for thought you want to have before con- quiz game conj comes on? I mean, you know, there's been a lot that's happened since our last podcast last week. We now have a vaccine that's apparently 90% effective, which is way above anyone's expectations. I don't think people realize that. Well, you know, um, Trump called that at that last debate. He was like basically saying this is right around the corner. No, I know. Well, everyone knew a vaccine was around the corner, but I think everyone thought it was going to be 50% effective like the flu. I I feel like 90%, and I'm obviously not a scientist, but apparently that's as good as it gets. For sure. Yeah, so that's kind of insane when you think about it. You see Russia, they came out and said theirs is 92% effective. (laughs) I thought that was hysterical, yeah. Where it's clearly like they're just like, oh, we're going to one-up the U.S. here. That's just the way of messing with us. And they wouldn't do 91. Putin's too smart for that. It would be 92 (laughs) because it's like, oh, well, that must be more legit. If I'm them, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Yeah. So I actually got the, the flu shot this morning, and I feel like absolute shit. Corey, it's my mom worst. got it last night. The one time I got the oh, flu man. shot, I got the flu. It's the so only time I've ever gotten in my life. It's the I first like time. the idea of getting vaccines. It's a weird concept to I'm me. I'd rather trust my either. body and fight it off. Yeah. Same here. My doctor is like, this year I strongly advise you to do it. So I fucking did it, and I am like all day today. I got it yesterday, actually, and I was fine. But today, I'm, I feel like shit. It's crazy yes, they, when you think they about it. you with a little bit of it. That's the problem. And it doesn't that. react well for everyone. Yeah, they said everyone's different, but usually it lasts like a day. So the concept of a vaccine is so crazy to me. You like inject a little bit of it into somebody so they could like build resistance. So it makes a lot of sense. It's just yeah, it makes a lot of sense for the people that it works on. And then there's oh, you right. know, the, the people they don't even talk about where it's like, ah. Uh, I don't think I, that's why I only got a flu shot once. I'm that small few who is given something and I'm done. Like that's yeah. me. And yeah. Well, well, one of the things, Mike, that I know we were talking, you know, there's people out there that suspect that with the vaccine, that's 90% effective. The next stimulus package might include something for employers where they basically, the employees have to get the vaccine in order to go back to work. I, I heard Jim Cramer bring No that. way. No chance of that happening. It's crazy to think about, but is it crazy to think about? It It, it is crazy to think about. I think that'll be such a backlash. That'll never get through. If this was a blue sweep. They'd probably make it, maybe they'll make it optional where if you want to come back in, you have to take it. Otherwise you can work from home. Yeah, I could see that where, and most people will just work from home because I I think a lot of people prefer that. 
I wonder um, how yeah. many people are going to be down to take the, a vaccine that's not even effective. I just like when I think about it. Like when, obviously, when I was growing up, I was just forced to take shots whenever they told me it was time for a shot. You'll, but, you'll see specific people, older people definitely will, and then like people that are like maybe athletes that just feel more peace of mind with competing on another level where they're like, oh, I don't have to worry about this. Well, you don't think there's yeah. certain divisions of people that are almost forced to based on the situation? Yeah, I feel like, like essential, essential workers. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fine line. Like we've talked about throughout this pandemic, the drawing a line in the sand where you're like, you need to do this. This is a free marketplace democracy. And that's been part of the whole battle of, oh, well, masks, we need those. It's like, well, yeah, they're recommended. Sure. Can you force an American to be doing that? That's a whole different conversation. And I, I think that's part of the whole argument on both sides of the parties right now, where it's almost, uh, which sucks, the masks even got political, but that was a huge part of it. I think that kind of got misconstrued was the freedom aspect, where it's like you can't make someone feel like they have to do anything. And that scares a lot of Americans. It scares me. Even with that lockdown, it was like, what are, what is this, China? Like yeah. when that happened. Did you see in Sioux Falls, they just voted against wearing masks. So now like. Yeah, because, man, you know, and that's something people wear masks. <laughs> we're conditioned to not be forced to do things since we were all kids. So yeah. when you force that on people, it gets ugly. But, guys, we got Quizmaster Concher. Corey, did you have something food for thought you wanted to bring up? I just got a little story. I'll, I'll tell it after uh, cool. the podcast and interview. It doesn't seem like he's quite ready. Oh, no, he's not even ready anyway. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's actually a pretty funny story. It happened to me last night with uh, the owner of Gurkha's. And basically, we took his Google website link. For anyone who listening who doesn't know, we he gave us the opportunity to go on their Google page and switch out his website for our delivery page. And we were instantly getting a bunch of orders. And he called me last night at like 11.30 my time. He was like, listen, man, like people are having trouble ordering takeout from you guys for whatever reason. Like I need you guys to switch it back until, until um, you know, I link you guys to my website, just switch it back. So I did it and he texted me back like 30 minutes later saying, it's still not working. So I go online and I show him that it's working. I do what I do for you guys. I send like a little video and I was watching a YouTube video and it was a prank video and it was like a prank where they compliment people's boobs, but like in funny ways. So the, the YouTube headline was five ways to compliment boobs. And <laughs> I didn't realize my tab was open. So I sent them the video and it just ends on the screenshot. And all you see is five ways to compliment boobs. And I had a call with him this morning at like 11 AM. I was just waiting for him to bring it up. He never said anything, but like, <laughs> That's I'm like, hysterical. I'm trying to think like what he's thinking. Story. He might have been yeah. like, I like this guy a lot. We're definitely doing business. <laughs> I was thinking he's probably like, wow, Corey's really doing his research on how to like appropriately use the word breast or like, what was he thinking? I, I mean, if he's like a bad one type, who knows? Yeah, you know? it was really funny. That's great. Pretty funny. Uh, yeah. That's hysterical. Well, that that's a great cue for Quizmaster Tench. All right. Hello and welcome to Win Mike Rollins Lunch, brought to you there by Lodell.com. Lodell, where food meets bellies. Today, someone's going to try to eat Mike's lunch right out of his mouth. Will it be Dan? Will it be Corey? Will one of them have to have a horrible food challenge? We're about to find out. Mike, Dan, Corey, how are we doing today? Doing Good. better now, Quizmaster Sean. 
I mean, you're taking over. Alex Trebek died, one of your idols. Sorry to hear that. Yes, I do my best, and this song is in tribute to him, not as a parody. He uh, was a legend. Yeah, kind of shocked Dan didn't bring that up in current events. Talk about an icon. <laughs> Forgot about that. Unacceptable. Gosh, <laughs> people are uh, still wondering on social about the hair, if it's real. We got to prove it somehow. The hair is actually wool from a uh, a woolly mammoth that was unfrozen about a year ago. I won it on auction. Uh, fun wow. fact, I only won it for about $15, amazingly. Wow. That sells that. Dick catch. There you go. Now today, we are going to be answering some questions. Who is ready for oh, Win yeah. Mike Rowland's lunch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. I'm excited. First up is Dan Roland sporting the, the baseball cap today. What's the baseball cap for, Dan? It's Masters Week. Oh, it's Masters Week. Dan is a master of many things. <laughs> and we're going to find out if he's a master of answering questions right now. Your categories are Bill Nye the Spicy Guy, Deadly <laughs> Hot, Island Life, What's Fruit Got to Do With It, The Italian Stallion, and... The black market. Which one's it going to be, Dan? The black market. The black market it is. Four loco is a beverage that was banned in several states due to concerns about its combination of alcohol and caffeine. It has since removed the caffeine, but still remains illegal in one state. Which state is it? Is it New Jersey, Oregon, Utah, or Washington state? Utah. Utah is a good guess because there's a lot of Mormons there, but oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh. It is Washington uh. State due to its marketing to children. Whoa. Yeah. Dan, you're a big Four Loco fan, right? Uh, you know, I'd say back in my college spring break days, I downed a few back. Yeah. So, yeah. When young men and doormen were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> That was a dangerous time, indeed. <laughs> Very Dan, dangerous. I, I believe we actually have the same mic now, now that you've got a mic. Uh, good choice. Next up is Corey Aronson. Corey, how are we doing today? Good. Thank you, sir. Fantastic. Your categories are Bill Nye the Spicy Guy, Deadly Hot, Island Life, What's Fruit Got to Do With It, and The Italian Stallion. Ooh, I'll go with uh, What's Fruit Got to Do With It. What's fruit got to do with it? Apparently everything. At a total of 170 million tons, what is the most consumed fruit in the world? Options? Oh, yes, that's right. The <laughs> options are apples, tomatoes, mangoes, and bananas. I wanted to go with bananas, but I think we go with tomatoes. Tomatoes is correct. Wow. It is consumed more than double the next closest fruit. I was going to guess mangoes. Dan loves the mangoes. I figured it's something that they eat a lot in other countries. It's is a trick. I figured restaurants would use tomatoes every mm. day. It's true. It's a versatile fruit, which makes it the most consumed. Great job, Corey. Next up, we have the quiz, the food quiz king. Mike Rowland. Mike Rowland, everybody. 
Thank returning you. champ from last week, and with new glasses showing how intelligent he is, I went nuts for this week. <laughs> Going for the psych out, Quizmaster Sean. I'm already psyched. Next, <laughs> your categories are Bill Nye the Spicy Guy, Deadly Hot, Island Life, and the Italian Stallion. Let's go with the Italian Stallion. Ooh, I've heard many girls call you a stallion, so let's go with the Italian kind. Likes the Jewish stallion. <laughs> the Hebrew stallion coming on up. Kazu Marzu is a delicacy in Italy. What is it? Is it rotten cheese, dried ants, pickled tomatoes, or fish eyes? That's Kazu Marzu. And what was the, can you repeat the answers? Rotten cheese, dried ants, pickled tomatoes, and fish eyes. Man, it's either A or D. I'm going to go with the cheese. He's going with the cheese, and he's got it. It's oh, rotten baby. cheese. Send it. Well done. We cheese flies are hatched inside and partially digest the fats. Apparently, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. There we go. And with that, that ends round one. And we have a uh, little halftime interlude here. Uh, if we could, can we uh, bring down the spotlights, Marco? Marco, there we go. <laughs> now, now we're we're gonna have a uh, serious moment for a second here on uh, Win Mike Roland's lunch. Uh, we hold ourselves to uh, the standard of excellence that is absolutely second to none, as shown by how often I fire my interns. Now, last week, one of our packages didn't make it out on time, and for that, I have to pay a food punishment. Now, what we've got here is the Packy One Chip Challenge. Ooh, I heard about this. Weighing in at a 1.5 million Scoville. It is seasoned with the Carolina Reaper pepper. Now, in solidarity with my good friends here, it is Quizmaster Sean's turn to take a ride wow. on the crazy train. Oh boy. It's I've, happening, I've, folks. I've seen a lot of videos about this. It's a black right. chip, right? It is a black chip, and it feels like it's going to be the black. You know what? Can we just uh, do a little alteration just for the occasion real quick? First, I thought Kanye there we go. Wow. God, God, God bless your asshole. I, if I had a quarter for every time I heard that, <laughs> let's do this. He's on fire. <laughs> so is this really spicy? Is that the plan here? It yeah. is one of the spiciest things you'll ever see. I don't even want to touch it with my hands. Wow. Here we go. But so I touch Quint it. Master Sean might be on his way out here as host today. We shall see. Yeah, it's going to be tough after that. Let's see how Conz is reacting. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Now we're talking, Conch. It's like the, the hottest chip challenge. We should ask Conch questions right now. Yeah. Corey, you have any brain busters for him? To be honest, we might not get to finish Quizmaster Conch if this is anything like the hot sauce. Because the hot sauce, I was done Wow, Henry pranked Conj on that one, his intern. Oh, he's got the milk ready to <laughs> he roll. He told him it was sweet, oh. and he, he actually gave him the spicy one. Well, his master Sean, when, when did he like, first get into, into roasting? Really right now. Let me just tell you something about the milk kettle as a tip from what I went through the other day or a few weeks ago. Don't chug it, because then you're going to like feel like you have to puke, and your mouth's going to be on fire, and the combo is deadly. Well, you know, actually – for, for our viewers, Quizmaster Sean holds the record for eating the spiciest amount of foods in 24 hours. 
I think I just oh. broke that record. Wow. Ooh. Oh my God. So he's, on, he's on the end of a 24 hour run now. I can't hear anything you guys are saying. Tell us what's happening here. Describe it. Back did you of just my take bite? I took a bite of a cookie. Okay. It's apparently sweet, cuts through the heat, but it doesn't. It's a lie. Wow. I, I'm crying. So while Quizmaster Sean decompresses here, I'll tell our viewers, I pulled a prank on our youngest brother, Jeff, when we, Dan and I were teenagers. We went to New Orleans, and there was a hot sauce, like, hut. And, you know, being a bored 13-year-old, I'm seeing this thing called dumbass hot sauce. I had to f sign a waiver to get this stuff. And I put a little in my brother's drink on the flight home in his soda, and he, oh, man. Talk about picture, a next temp temper tantrum, Corey. What Sean ate is about a thousand times hotter than that. Like, mm. I don't know how he's doing it. That's literally yeah. two to 400 times hotter than Tabasco sauce. Yeah. He's used to a burning sensation in the back of his throat. And, oh, yeah. Well, I'd have to say about that. Wow. Yeah, that nice. makes sense. I'm kicking the, the man while he's down. He has been to Africa a couple times, down. too. So Sean has been through some next-level stuff that he's had to endure. That's let's, for sure. Let's give a uh, round of applause to Almost Dying on a uh, podcast. Good job. We did it, folks. Now let's get right into round two. How's everyone feeling? Kind Better than you. Twitter's blowing up right now, and people want to know if that was a fake chip with how quickly you're back to normal. Yeah, I, am, I am just a beast. I don't know what else to tell you. Oh, look yeah. at that. It's like the hair. <laughs> and trust me, I'm not recovered. But next up, guess what? One of you is still doing a food punishment, though, and we got to decide who. Mm. Right now, we got Corey and Mike with one, Dan with zero. Dan, uh, you have to get this to stay alive. I got to focus here. I'm getting this question right. Young man has been MIA for weeks. That's part of the problem. That is the problem. Now, Dan, we have Bill Nye, the spicy guy, Deadly Hot, and Island Life. Island Life. Oh, yeah. He island life it is. Dan loves it on those islands. Malta is an archipelago <laughs> in the Mediterranean Sea. What is its national dish? Is it salted cod, grilled prawns, crab cakes, and rabbit stew? I'm going to need you to repeat the question and the answers. I'm not, I'm not really sure about this one. Malta, an archipelago. Oof. Malta, it's in the Mediterranean Sea. What's its national dish? Is it salted <laughs> cod, grilled bronze, crab cakes, or rabbit stew? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to do rabbit stew. Dan says it's rabbit season, and it is rabbit season. Oh, yeah. That's wow. right. Wow. That was, huge. that was a big time. That was big for me. Wow. Damn. Dan picking the only non-sea life for an island country. Well done. Thank Impressive. you. Uh, that keeps everyone alive. That brings <laughs> us to Corey. Corey. Everyone but you, Conch. Uh, I'm going to be in the hospital tonight, but that's okay. I'm here right now. We've got Bill Nye, the spicy guy, going and deadly hot. Wow. In honor of you, I'll go with uh, Bill Nye, the spicy guy. You could have also gone with that could also. Uh, uh, you know, Bill Nye the spicy guy A measure of spiciness 
What do Scoville units actually detect? Hydrogen ions, capsaicin, alkaloids, or nitrogen? And the answer is capsaicin. The answer is capsaicin. Is that correct? It is. Boom. That's right. Fuck, Corey, two for He's two. Killing yes. it today. Well done. It is a measure of capsaicin. Oof, boy, I'm getting toasted here. Oh, yeah. Oh. And next up is Mike. Mike, this is to not go into a playoff with Dan for last place. You have Deadly Hot coming in with the glasses. How many Carolina Reaper peppers? It's considered a lethal dose to a 150-pound person. Fun fact, I weigh about 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> He's tried this at home, folks. What are, what are my choices here, Kyle? It is 10, 25, 50, or 120. I'm going with 25. 25, and that is, oh, I'm sorry. Very close attempt. Mike, do you have your package just in case you come in last? I'm not coming in last. I have my package. That's not even an option. I'm just making sure you have it. Dan, did you get your package <laughs> yeah, earlier where's today? where's your package, Dan? There oh, God, we're going to need, need to see this. Get ready uh, just, for it. We got Matt Ensley on deck. Let, let's get the tiebreaker going. Tiebreaker, here we go. Joey Chestnut holds the record for most hard-boiled eggs eaten in eight minutes. How many did he eat? Everyone write down your answers, and why say everyone, I mean Mike and Dan. Hmm. All right. Dan's trying to add up how many hard-boiled eggs he can eat in one minute and multiply that by eight. Dan, big hard-boiled egg fan. All right, what do we have, Mike? I'm going with 291. 291. Dan, what do we got? I'm going to go with 240. 240, 291. The correct answer, 272. Oh. Who's closer? Boom, baby. That I sounds am. like it's Mike. Yes. You know, I, I just want to let you know, I was going to literally get say, 290 just to, just to mess with you, but I decided well, that that would have been too – too strategic and not fair, so I decided not to. But that was my real. I was pretty. I was pretty spot on. Oh, not too bad, Corey. What Wendell do you think? Pretty, got, pretty freaking good, man. I, I actually thought I was gonna nail that. We got Matt Ensley, so Dan lost. And before Matt comes on here, let's see Dan actually <laughs> eat this. So Dan has a few things in that package, and I'll direct him to exactly what it is. Uh, note a point, Dan. Grab yourself a shot glass. God, I'm just gonna say that I uh, I took an edible and might have uh, ate my package, so I'm glad I, I won. What? Oh, that's hey? perfect. That I'll is a that. fantastic cereal, but not what you'll be eating today. It's one of our sponsors, Kylie and Crunch. Get the crunch <laughs> on tonight. This, uh, you want me eating this fish sauce? Yeah, you're taking a <laughs> shot of fish sauce, buddy. I don't I don't know if I'll do it. Well, take a swig at least. <laughs> We're, contra it, we're contractually obligated by our sponsor, Lodell.com, to torture at least one person every week. <laughs> Lodell.com. This is great. I love how Dan keeps losing all these challenges. It's phenomenal. <laughs> or you see how he thought I had a shot of losing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Mike win that, by the way. Oh, yeah. For I sure. don't want to deal with the backlash. Here well, we you're go. about to deal with more than backlash here. Get ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Danny might not be too happy with this. Dan's going to be smelling for a while away. Honestly, it's uh, having an issue opening. 
Dan, Dan, notorious for being bad with his hands. Come on, let's get this out here. Come on, Dan. Come on. Thing this guy wasn't a receiver. He was a hockey player for a reason. He needed gloves on, baby. Come on, what's going on here? Get those gloves on. We're having issues. All right, well, we have a backup challenge for you then. Go back into that bag, grab the pie tin, and grab the whipped cream. Wow. Come on, Dan. Wow, that's, that's a good alternative. Here? There's no whipped cream. What? Yeah, oh. you have whipped cream, but there is the pie. Go grab that whipped cream and hurry up. Jesus. Do we have to do a makeup uh, one for Dan since we're running out of time here, Mike? I mean, we got Matt uh, backstage here. We but can people think that Matt might want to see this, I think. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, Matt, what's the... up, man? What's oh, up, yeah. Man? yeah. Wanted, wanted I, to have you join. I, I can see it. I can see it. I, I wish you would just smash that bottle and chug it. I know, dude. Tell me, see, Matt's a seasoned vet, Dan. Yeah, I think I've got to help you out here. Dan, Dan's having a little trouble, Matt. He's lost two challenges in a row. Last week, he almost spiced himself to death. And, you know, he just can't beat me in food trivia, naturally. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, what's going on with you, man? Not much, man. Just uh, finishing up the work day here in New York City. and um, well, you know, Back to the fish sauce, he goes. Hell yeah. Pumped to chat it up with you here in a second after Dan kills himself. Dan, what's going on here? We got some whipped cream or what? Unfortunately, I can't get it open. I'm doing the whipped cream wrap. Oh, I, I think right. Dan's faking the fit, not being able to open it. Fill up what, the, so what does he have to do here, Conch? So fill up the pie tin with whipped cream. We're doing an homage to my favorite game show from growing up, Double Dare. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> Fans <laughs> of Double Dare know what's coming. We're full. Get it, get it more full. Get, yeah, get your girlfriend that, in here if she's home. She <laughs> is outside with the dog. Oh, she would have loved this. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's like insanely full. Now we're talking. Now in the spirit of Double Dare, you're going to pie yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it, Dan. Get your face in there. Oh, Oh, yeah, man. there we go. Woo! Not bad. We've done it. Fantastic. Than the fish contest. Damn, that was a that was a soft <laughs> one. If you ask me, <laughs> in the face, I would do that if I even won a contest. Oh, dude, I, you know? I, I do that every night. It was an easy out. Conch told me he was gonna give me an easy one. Next I'm time. loving the beard, Conch. Thanks again, man. As you always. got it. We'll and this has day. been this has been Win Mike's World Lunch. I will see y'all next week. Enjoy Lodal.com. Go eat there. It's delicious. <laughs> there he is, Matt Ensley. What's going on, buddy? Dude, not not much. Just just living the dream. Ready ready uh, for uh, quarantine to be over. <laughs> oh, dude, you're telling yeah. me. Corey, so I actually met Matt through Paul and uh, University of Arizona alumni. Matt can relate to Indiana. It's pretty much similar school, better weather is really Definitely. how I always looked at those schools. Same colors. It's easy to, you know, kind of get them mixed up. But Matt, I think we had very similar college experiences. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, Harvard of the West is what I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Indiana, Harvard of the Midwest. Exactly. You guys I, might I have like had a, a few know. more pool parties. That, you know, that's about <laughs> it. 
You know, I actually saw Lute Olsen a couple years before he died at March Madness in Vegas. I was at a coffee shop, just grabbing a coffee. He was sitting right there. Great guy. That's yeah, great. man. I'll never forget that. I always was a big Lute Olsen fan, Matt. Absolute legend. And you got big dick Nick. I mean, he's been tearing <laughs> up in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's actually funny is uh, I, I played nine holes with Nick Foles one time. Um he was randomly at uh, the putting green at a golf course in Tucson. And um, me and my buddy were there, same thing. And the starter was like, hey, you guys mind just meeting up? This guy only wants to play nine holes. We'll get you out right now. And happened to be Nick Foles. So it was uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Were you was, in the same year as him, Matt, at college? I think he's a year older than me. But, yeah, in that same four-year span. That's wild. Like, I even remember him in college. I honestly never thought he was going to turn into a guy that stuck around and just won a Super Bowl in his sleep, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, uh, that was, I think, other than the way back in the day, Teddy Bruschi U of A team, that was the best U of A's been was with uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, and dude, you guys have had hell of basketball teams over the years. I mean, you really, like, Corey and I went to Indiana. I went there expecting to have the type of success you've had throughout, you know, when you were there afterwards. We're always in the mix, but Arizona, they're in the mix mix, and they have been for a long time. I know Dan, he goes to, he went to CU. It, it's always been difficult playing the Wildcats. Yeah, Mike Bibby. Oh, man, yeah. Richard Jefferson. The list Richard goes Jefferson, on. I yeah. mean, yeah. Stoud what, Damon Stoudemire went there. Damon's one of my favorite players. Matt, what year did you actually graduate? Uh, 2010. 2010. And, Matt, you're a Colorado native, man. Take us through. Dan and I played ice hockey growing up. Dan, Matt was a hell of a player. You know, being from Colorado when you say you're good at hockey, I feel like that's – it's almost like when you go skiing on the East Coast, it's an ice sheet. And then you're like, no, dude, you got to go skiing in Colorado. It's powder. That's the difference in my mind of someone that's good at hockey that's from Colorado versus good at hockey from where we grew up in New Jersey. Like, what was that like growing up for you, man? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, ice hockey was a big part of my childhood and even pretty much through high school. Uh, I, I played uh, played double A travel out there. We were, we were pretty good. I mean, my best year, we took second in state. So that was, that was great. Um, but, you know, playing travel hockey is one of the best things you can do as a kid is for you guys remember going, uh, you know, to all the, the hotels with all your, your teammates and friends and staying up till the wee hours of the night playing uh, uh, floor hockey in the, the hallway. You did yeah. use to do that with the sticks, dude. Yeah. That I'll never forget that. Our buddy had yes. a basement. We Dan and I would go over there all the time. Corey, you did that too? Oh yeah, knock hockey. That was like one of the best games. Oh, knock yeah. hockey too. And we used to play like we'd get physical too. Like we were checking each other in our buddy's basement. We'd create shin pads, the whole thing, man. It was awesome. Totally. No, totally. That was that was good good times. And you know, we were fortunate because a lot of the teams we played, you know, was Aspen, Breckenridge, Vail. They all had their own travel team. So, you know, we were, we would go play play a weekend of hockey and we'd get a little skiing in as well. So it was uh, kind of the best of both worlds back then. Dude, I was always envious. And, Dan, you remember when we used to have friends that would go out to Colorado to go skiing, winter trips. We went out one year, but I'll – 
never forget like just the notion of, oh, it must be awesome growing up there where you have like awesome skiing conditions. And, you know, we went skiing, but it was not, it was Camelback Mountain in the Poconos. It wasn't skiing, skiing. So that's awesome. You got to do that. Matt, did you have any go-to like arena foods that you'd look forward to after games or, you know, like the breakfast sandwiches? You must have had a go-to. Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, whew. Arena food, arena food. I want to say my favorite uh, thing was actually in probably in the vending machine. Loved Reese's Pieces. Oh, uh, <laughs> the best. Big, big Reese's Pieces fan. Um, and I felt like you couldn't really find those a lot of places when I was younger, but somehow the vending machine had them. Dude, um, they did hell of a marketing job when we were kids. I don't know if it was from the movie E.T. I was always mesmerized by Reese's Pieces growing up. Oh, so, so good. And so good. You know, I would tell you my my post game favorite meal um, was Chipotle, and uh, Chipotle actually is still one of my favorites. But um, you know, they started in in Denver, and uh, we had quite a few of them uh, in and around like our ice arenas and, and where I lived in our high school. Um, so heck, I, I I knew Chipotle well before it was uh, you know the beast that beast it is nowadays. And Matt, uh, the first the first Chipotle was in DU, right? Yeah, yeah, right by University of Denver on uh, Evans. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Quiznos. Was. Isn't the first Quiznos there in Denver, too? Yeah, first one as well. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's crazy, yeah. man. And so, Matt, what's been going on? You moved to New York a couple of years ago. I've known you for a few years now. And what mm. I can tell you guys, Matt, before you get into your gig, this guy is just a natural salesman. Like when <laughs> I tell you, and I get it's an art in itself, I've seen him. You know, when you're like at dinner with people and there are certain people that it's like watching paint dry in terms of trying to get them to talk, mm. Matt has an art and you can tell he's been around the block with clients and dealt with them all. He can talk to anybody and get them opening up, which Matt, that's incredible. That's a gift in itself. Was there a point where you knew sales was your calling? Hmm. Oh man. Um, I don't want to say there was one specific instance, but you know, when I was, when I was younger, like middle school, high school, I was fortunate enough to where my middle school and high school actually had um, business classes and business clubs. And um, I really, really enjoyed um, being a part of those. And, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with DECA, but it was uh, a business. Yeah, Yeah. And used to do competitions and, Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of my friends and I were on the team competition, and um, it was sports marketing. We we went quite a ways and uh, went so far to, that we ended up going to like the nationals that was in uh, New York City. One, and that was actually kind of when I fell in love with New York City. Was on that deck uh, deck trip with um, you know some of my high school friends uh, for the the competition. Um, so I, I would say it was kind of kind of around those, those times where I was like. I really like pitching deals and and getting getting kind of in the thick of things and solving uh, problems for people and uh, kind of just kept social and in these business type clubs my through college and um, got out of college went into public accounting that was probably a mistake because I wasn't talking to people <laughs> and so uh, so naturally I, I gravitated to, towards the sales role and you know now I. I'm in a national sales role. Usually I'm traveling uh, heck, 100 days a year, 
slowed down quite a bit, obviously, this year. But um, I actually uh, liquidate um, uh, distressed and bankrupt situations in the industrial sector. So, you know, energy, uh, mining, transportation, construction, stuff like that. And Matt, really what's, cool. a, what's like a typical client like for you? Like, if, do you have any crazy client stories? Because I feel like the sector you're in, you must have some interesting characters. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting. When I first started this company, I work at Ritchie Brothers. If, if you guys want to look it up, they, um, they're actually on the New York Stock Exchange and the Toronto Stock Exchange. RBA. Uh, RBA, yeah. exactly. Um, stocks done well this year which has been great but um yeah, matt told by the way dan matt told me to get in on that and like an idiot i didn't and it's fun we were dead <laughs> on that we gotta jump on that bandwagon give, yeah, me exactly. give me the ticker one more time rba um so yeah so when i first started with the company you know i was i was i was doing sales in california calling on like the contractor, the farmer, you know, straight up knocking on doors, evaluating their equipment, trying to sell it for them. Um, and, you know, I, I got promoted to a role now where I focus strictly on large uh, bankruptcy distress transactions. So my clientele is totally different than when I started. Now I'm calling on bankers, private equity guys, uh, you know, bankruptcy attorneys, chief, chief restructuring officers, um, you know, folks that really go in and um, deal with a company that's in a Chapter 11, Chapter 7 type situation. Um, so, as you can imagine, just a totally different persona. Um, but, what you know, what I like mostly about my industry is through and through the, the clients, they're all fun. They're all fun to deal with in, in their own different way. Um, and, you know, ultimately being able to travel around and, you know, play golf with these guys, go out to dinner and drinks with these guys. Um, heck, I mean, go to Bears, Vikings games. Uh, you know, it's just such a cool, cool way of doing business and um, helping people out. And Matt, Matt, do you, sorry, do you, do you work with any uh, of the bankruptcy attorneys in New York by any chance? I, I do, uh, quite a few of them actually. Do you know uh, Wild Gotchill and Maggie's by any chance? Uh, I don't probably. I guess not. They're, they're like my girlfriend works for them. They're like a big bankruptcy firm. I know they've done uh like Sears and a lot of the twenty four hour fitness, a lot of the big ones. Okay, and and there's a potential too. You know, uh, bankruptcy firms. I would say most of them are industry agnostic, but some of them do focus on like specifically retail or. Yeah. Um, so is it possible they don't cross paths with us? Um, not saying that they they don't. Um could be a, a situation where a few other folks in uh, my, my group uh, call on them and I don't. So it. Matt, clearly the pandemic has been great for Richie Brothers, right? The sector you're in, what what's business been like? Have you seen a shift at all with the trends? Yeah, so um, obviously volume's way up. Uh, the interesting dynamic that's going on is the transportation sector is actually very strong right now for the most part. Um, and that, you know, we're talking over the road trucks, trailers that are bringing your goods from point A to point B. Um, so as you can imagine, that's, that's shown some good demand. Um, construction's maintained pretty steep. Most projects have been ongoing throughout this. Um, housing's been um, pretty solid through the, this whole thing other than maybe the first month or two. Um, but then obviously you're seeing energy absolutely just tank. Um, 
But, you know, most other than your specialized like fracking equipment um, in the oil and gas world um, and maybe like your large like workover rigs and drill rigs, obviously that stuff's taking uh, quite, quite a big hit. But most of the other equipment, like the equipment is pretty industry agnostic. So like, you know, you have your truck tractor or your trailer or your wheel loader. Those can all be sold into the other sectors, right? Mm -hmm. So those other sectors, you, you essentially go find those buyers that want that equipment and you're not really seeing the you know, negative values come out of that stuff. And is it individual buyers that are buying this stuff or is it like big, is it companies that buy bulk? Both, like both, both. Both. So you'll, um, you'll get your uh, large, I mean, you, you have huge companies that will buy through us that you know, do hundreds of millions, billions in revenue. And then you'll have your guy that owns a backhoe and a truck, right? Yeah. And Matt, with that, is this infrastructure bill, like, would you imagine that would be huge for Richie Brothers if something comes in 2021 with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the, the, the biggest reason for that is, you know, your uh, OEMs, your original equipment manufacturers, right, that they've kind of, they kind of slowed down on, on production this year due to COVID. So ultimately, you're going to see that kind of squeeze with the short um, supply in the market at some point. So if you hit, hit an infrastructure bill, right, there's going to be high demand for equipment because there's going to be mass amounts of projects available for people to go to work on. Um, so yeah, uh, so it'll, it'll work in a couple different ways, right? Our supply will ultimately go down. Prices will ultimately go up due to demand. Um, and, and so that's the way I kind of see it. Wow, man. Dude, yeah, you're in a hell of a sector because when you really think about it, no matter what you're needed, like we had a guy that runs a manufacturing company last week and Dan was highlighting that's what makes the world go around. So like companies like Ritchie Brothers are needed for America when you yeah. think about it. So are you basically like when you're going around, you're talking about meeting with clients and stuff. Is your main goal to try and get more inventory on the website? Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll sign packages of equipment to, to remarket or liquidate. Um, and then sometimes we also buy equipment, right? So someone may not want to send it through like an auction process. We'll go out, we'll appraise it. Um, well, I'm just using round numbers. We, we think the package is worth $5 million. We'll offer, you know, $4 million on it. Um, that, that'll be kind of our, our million-dollar gap will be um, kind of preventing some risk in the event that there's a bad sale day um, and the market shifts from the time that we buy it to sell it. Um, but that's essentially kind of our profit margin, our costs that go into it. Like refurbishment's a big thing to – you know, make equipment operable, appear, you know, better than it is. Um, just as you would do with like any, any house or, you know, any used car you, you'd sell, right? Like I always use the example, would you pay more for a car that smells good when you sit in it or a car that has French fries down the seat and smells like smoke, right? Mm. Yeah, that yeah. no, makes sense. And it's clear, man, there's, you have such a high ceiling with that when you think about it, because you could just keep selling. So yeah. it's not like you can really hit a wall with, especially when you look at the future and what needs to happen with all these projects in mm. our country, you're in a very unique niche. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's, uh, it's, it's very interesting for sure. And um, it's, it's funny too now, 
we just found out that Bank of America has been using our equipment trends report in their, uh, I think it was their 10Q recently, um, j just as kind of a baseline with the, the price index and what's happening with their equipment finance. Oh, wow. I mean, talk about next level credibility. That's, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Pretty cool stuff. Man, that's cool, dude. Yeah, and Matt, guys, is literally at the top of the echelon in sales there in the country, which is awesome. Congrats on that, Matt. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so do you have measured on how, like, your equipment getting resold? Like, if you go and you get a client and you get them to basically put up their equipment on the website, mm. is that your job or is it then getting that stuff resold? No, so we actually look at ourselves as kind of a global marketing firm. So my job is essentially, yeah, get talk to the customer, customer facing, value their equipment, um, sell them on the, the marketing strategy. We've got a couple different platforms we can sell on, get the contract signed, and then I kind of manage the process to get the you know equipment to our yard or um, to our inspectors, and then everything's taken care of from there. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I, I do my checks and balances, make sure we're marketing it properly and so on and so forth. But we have full on marketing teams and inspectors and operations staff that they handle all that. And, um, you know, I've got my own personal kind of uh, coordinator or assistant that helps with the titling process. So obviously none of this is possible without them. So, you know, great support staff. And Matt, have, have you've obviously before the pandemic, you were traveling a bunch for work. Are you, do you see that now with this whole vaccine talk naturally happening right after the election? Do you see that leading to you being back on the road with travel? Yeah. So I don't know when that will happen exactly. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe Q1, Q2. Um, I can say that I don't think my traveling will slow down personally because you know, my customers where I go and do a lot of my business development are, are at like bankruptcy conferences, turnaround conferences, finance conferences, and all those folks really like those conferences. It's just great face-to-face -face interaction. And, you know, in that like kind of finance distress world, people are so busy, right? It's, it's near impossible to call someone or email someone and say, hey, want to jump on a 30-minute Zoom call or you know, even those guys don't necessarily want you coming to their offices that much. They would prefer to to meet in one central location with a bunch of other, you know, colleagues and then go play golf, go to dinner, have drinks, you know, whatever it might be or meet for coffee in the morning. Um, so I, I still see my industry trending that way because of the, you know, type of nature. Of it. Yeah, exactly. I think that we can all attest to that, that it's same with our business, the face to face. And, you know, Corey's so dominant with restaurant relationships for us. It's always the case, Matt, where people want to shake hands, even when a customer has a problem, they mm -hmm. want to hear from you directly with that personal touch. So yeah. that's huge. No doubt. And Matt, before we get you off here, I, I naturally being a food show in a <laughs> way, what, what's your last meal on earth? <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a you're a good foodie we've had some good meals last meal on earth um wow that's a tough one i know um okay so most recently i'm gonna give you my last day of meals on earth 
How's that? I love yeah, that. I like so, that too. Like, like, I don't want to discriminate. Yeah. Now we're talking, Matt. Yeah. That's a great call, honestly. First time yeah. anyone's done this, and that's a great move. Well, Matt's a yeah. smart guy. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I like that. Um, so uh, there's uh, – I just recently had my favorite breakfast burrito ever, um, and it's at El Vez in New York City. I've been um, there. So, so I'd go with the district. Breakfast burrito from El Vez. Um, it's chorizo, got some green chilies on it. Cheese, just just phenomenal. Um, and I'd have to have uh, a cold brew from uh, Blue Spoon uh, right down the street in New York City from there. Probably my favorite cold brew. Uh, moving on to lunch. Lunch, <laughs> this is a tough one. You know, as this is trending in the Mexican food. Uh, I love spicy stuff. I, I'm a huge Chipotle fanatic, um, so it would have to be a burrito bowl, side tortilla with chips for dipping, um, and uh, that, that's where I'd go with lunch. I've probably eaten Chipotle more than anyone you know. <laughs> wow. Um, I once, calcul- once calculated it, and if you, you know, do the math, I figure I average eating it three to four times a week. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. I love that. That's and awesome. That's- that's probably been since 1997, 98. So. <laughs> wow. Matt, you, they should give you some stock. Just yeah, out of good seriously. Wow. So, you guys can do the math on that one. I, I won't make myself. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're talking, you've literally had, uh, I mean, if you want me to really break this down. Yeah, let's break this down here. We're talking uh, three to four times a week. So you <laughs> say on average conservatively 20 times a, a eh, no, 12 yeah. times a month. Let's say 12 times a month. Yeah. So- yeah. We're talking about 144 times a year. Average to get 3,000 3, yeah. times, Matt, you've had Chipotle. Yeah, that's ballpark. That's, that's fair. I mean, I never slowed down in Tucson at college, never slowed down after in California or Denver when I lived there. And you know what's so funny? Where I live in New York right now, there's literally a Chipotle in the base of my building. <laughs> I mean, you know a good you thing go. you stick with it. I respect that. And then what would you do for dinner after? Because usually Chipotle leads to a food coma. Yeah, yeah, no. It's uh, dinner. I'd, uh, I'm definitely going to go steak. And it, it's really tough decision for me. Um, I love Wolfgang's. And I also love wow. Ra- Raul's in uh, Soho. They I do was going Wolfgang's on Gre- Wolfgang's on Greenwich is like the best steak I've ever had. And Matt, you're right by there. Yeah. That's that's, what I figured, oh, yeah. yeah, we were there for your birthday. That's where I went for my birthday. Yeah. yeah. I, I just went on Thursday. It was literally the, and my dad has been talking about it forever. Like that specific location, best steak. And I totally agree. Oh, it's up there. So good. So it's, yeah. it's tough though, because Raul's uh, steak frites with the peppercorn sauce is also phenomenal. So, oh, you know, Ma- I'm, making me hungry. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to one of those spots for dinner and um, probably finishing dessert off a uh, big ice cream and chocolate chip cookie fan. So, Mm. Probably figuring out how to get a scoop of mint chocolate chip with a chocolate chip cookie from Levine Bakery. Matt, I love I love how you nailed that to a T with Dude. each meal. Like that's how you go out. How could you By really do that? Yeah, best roundup we've had so far in terms oh, of uh, this question. Unbelievable. Pinpointed wow. everything. Really had the uh, imagination to think outside the box and give us. Yeah, Matt's yeah. put on the fly like that. Yeah. Well, Derek, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon for some dumplings and fun times. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Was, uh, nice to meet you, man. Absolutely. Guys, that was Matt Ensley, uh, National Sales Manager at Ritchie Brothers. Great guy. Buddy through Paul. Um, 
Yeah, he has some fun stuff going on. RVAction.com. I was just on there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they have, they they definitely have some. Uh, that's a stock for us all to look at. I think, especially yeah, now that we had him on. Yeah, Honestly, I think you're right. I feel like that's a great stock that no one talks about. That like, there's gonna dude, be it's a, a beast. He crushes it. Like that's a that's a great company. It seems like a cool sector that like you know an auction website for yeah. It's like almost yeah. It's, it's hard awesome. for them to not make money. Honestly. It's always those unsexy businesses that kill it. You know, yeah, where everyone's like, wait, what is that? Totally. Yeah. You know, like, kind of for Al when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. That's a great sync for Al. We got to get Al on here. Was um, he supposed to come out at one point? Yeah, well, well you Very know, we'll he's going to meet us out in Arizona. We'll have a guest appearance with him. There you go, live guest. What are you guys, anything crushing for dinner tonight? I actually got Instacart delivered. Oh, that's a good call. I haven't even thought about it yet. Getting, the problem is there, with grocery store, you know, I get groceries and then I eat more food because I end up just eating everything that I get. Oh, yeah. Every time. I just, uh, yeah, I'm not in the mood to cook lately. I never, I've never been in the mood to cook. That's my new thing with dating. I go into the first date being like, just so you know, I'm a great eater. I don't cook. Yeah, out in the open. So, I like that. But I'm I'm looking for a girl that's great at that like actually thoroughly enjoys cooking because I've realized that's a big deal for me. I need great food ongoing. Yeah, like totally. Satch, remember Satch Dan from the Birthright trip? Our buddy Corey, we met on Birthright. Very smart guy. He ended up with a woman that was a personal health, like a nutritionist chef, and that's she awesome. is supposedly a beast in the kitchen. Good for him. That's yeah. a great move. I know. Easier said than done. I was trying to figure out an on-demand dumpling chef, but <laughs> Dave, know, Dave Broom. Dave Broom. Dave Broom. One of our long-term listeners. And the catch. If you're, if you're looking for healthy dumplings, he'll toss them in duck oh, fat. Dude, those were so good. We had those like so lingering good. in the freezer for months. <laughs> I, I found yeah. some like all over the apartment. Yeah, he like, cooked us like a thousand dumplings. It was, was almost like, like I, tossed some in quarters too. I'd like randomly find them on the ground. I'm like, what is this duck fat <laughs> dumpling doing here? We put them in the freezer, and every time we opened it, it was just a dumpling would fall oh, out. I was in heaven for like two weeks, <laughs> and then I couldn't move. Postmaster Carnes has been texting me. He is uh, not doing well, to say the least, from that chip. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I've seen a million videos, and i that's good for him. He ate that. That is crazy. Yeah, what what was that thing? It's the hottest chip in the world. It's like that hot sauce you ate times like a thousand. Like it's so I swear to God, there's so many like YouTube challenge videos on that shit. Like aggressive move by Conch. Dude, honestly, I feel bad for him because when I ate that hot sauce, it like burned my intestines for like 24 to 36 hours. Or, like, my yeah, burning it was brutal. He's gonna shit like straight black tonight. Like it's, oh. it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Up? I know. So yeah, this is what Conch said. I've mostly recovered. That was a religious experience. <laughs> That's the catch. Well, guys, this has been uh, a great one. We're in the heart of November now. It's football season, even though our teams both are awful. Yep. Like, you know, I know they're – I mean, the Giants are still in it with how bad that division is, but I haven't really felt like a football fan in years. Yeah, Jets are the worst, obviously. And but, it did, uh, yeah. 
I know. Jets are tough. They'll be back eventually. Where's Young Man, Dan? We haven't seen him in. It's good in a Young Man appearance oh, in play. There he is. Oh, oh it's, there he is. What's up, Miles? How are you, pal? Great to see you. <laughs> there he is. Is he coming to Arizona, Dan? I think he might. Nice. Mr. Charleston, come out to AZ. You'll fall in the water again. I'll never forget <laughs> that Miles falling in my grandpa's hot tub. Uh, when he came out there, he couldn't see, Corey. It was dark. I, I was telling Danny about that. Oh, man. I thought the man was screwing around for a second with that one. Just messing with you guys? Yeah. But uh, all right, guys. It's been a good one. Until next week. Bootstrapped in the trenches. Making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team. Let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady keep it moving. So you gon' want to tune in. Get Lodell. It's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through. Join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just want to be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.